Welcome to the podcast of A Reasonable Christianity with Samuel Chisichetti, discussing the most important questions about the Christian worldview. Another question that leads into that, though, is if we're uh, defining what suffering is, which is the response to a natural event, let's mm. say, um, then if, once again, if God you know, is the creator of everything, and if he's the one who's so good, why even create the function of being able to experience this suffering in the first place? Why, uh, why have this function within? You know, when something happens, let's say I don't have the faculties or the facilities within me to deal with that, and I experience suffering, which of course every person has gone through. Mm-hmm. Why even have this as part of reality? Why have this? What's the purpose of of suffering, why, why have this? Ah, okay. <laughs> what purpose well, does it serve? That's a very, very good deep question because I, I'm going to answer it in a moment if you can just bear with me because my brain works in such that if I'm giving an explanation, then I look at some possible sort of question that could have asked that somebody didn't ask or some possible loopholes. Yeah. And so try to close those. So I'm going to get to, to the question you're asking, why, you know, why would God make even that kind of response possible? Right. Like why should he give me the capacity to respond that way? Mm. Uh, because now it's causing me pain. So I'm going to respond, uh, you know, sort of uh, give a possible explanation there. But I'm going to actually go back a little bit further to say, you know, I address suffering that is caused by, let's say, tsunami or something like that. Mm. Now, somebody might say, well, wait, I might not have suffered from a tsunami, but I might have suffered from the action of someone. Like you were born in a family where your parents are abusive or something like that, you know. Yeah. And that is going to enter the category of evil and evildoers. But I want to still address the suffering that somebody would suffer from being bullied, for example, yeah. or being treated harshly and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, it is to say that you can actually put two people. I, I heard the story of these two brothers, uh, it must have been in America, uh, who had a, an abusive father, who was yeah. a drug addict, drug dealer, and an alcoholic. One of them uh, turned into, into, he was very, you know, sort of schizophrenic and he was, he was on drugs and so on and so forth. And uh, the other one turned out to be, uh, you know, he, he made his way to Wall Street and he was mm. become a banker and he was you know, well to do. And they were both asked the question, what, how did you become like this? Mm. Both of them gave the same answer. With a father like mine, what would you expect? So, the first one says, with a father like mine, being abused, is that, well, what would you expect? My life would be a mess. Mm. And the second one says, well, with a father like mine, what would you expect? Like, I had to get out of there as fast as I can. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's to say that, you know, when you find yourself in a situation of suffering that is caused either by a natural event or caused by other people, the fact that your suffering is real, it is to think uh, that these moments of suffering can actually uh, become a, a blessing in disguise. Mm. And so if you've found yourself responding in a certain way in life, uh, it's always to sort of by starting that the way I'm responding is not the only way there is to respond. Mm. Obviously, we know there are other ways to respond. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you're responsible totally for your response, but the fact is you're responding that way. Yeah. And so if pain, that pain is really, really, you know, it, 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 the, the, the state of pain is so hard on you, you can go, I don't like this pain. Mm. Maybe there's another way of responding. Where yeah. can I find another way to respond so that I can be healed from my suffering? So that's yeah. that's one thing. But let's go to the deeper question you're asking. Why would God even let us have that the possibility of responding? Yeah, yeah. 
Now, it goes to the core of the question. That our response is emotional. So it's an emotional response. Okay, yeah. Suffering is an emotional response. But what are we asking? Are we asking that if we didn't have the possibility to respond to that, we need to take away that which makes that response possible, which is our emotional state. Mm. We human beings are an emotional being. And so our, you know, our soul is not only the state of consciousness, the intellect, mm. but also our emotion, which actually makes our life more colorful. Mm. Think about it. What are we asking for? Are we asking that we'll be devoid of emotions altogether? Mm. Like our life experience, our emotions are, are part and parcel of the fabric of who we are as human beings. Mm. Like the love, the excitement, the like the person, the girl is going to have a broken heart. Uh, could not have had a broken heart unless he had an, an ability to enjoy an emotional relationship. Yeah, yeah. Or a boy or a girl, you know, it doesn't matter who they are. And so... Unless we're asking God to make us emotionless. Mm. Robots. <laughs> yeah. Like, should we be robots who, okay, just going through it, tsunami happens. No, there's no emotions there. There's no. But if we didn't have emotions, how would we have even mm. related to anyone? Right. So you're saying that the presence of or the existence of the negative emotions um, necessitates the existence of the positive yes. emotions. Yeah. And if you look in the aggregate, I mean, for the, you know, there's a number of people who suffer from, you know, you know the, the emotional response. There's also a large number of people who enjoy life as it is because of the fact that, God, you know, God gave us these emotions and the emotions make our life more colorful. Mm. And so I think the problem is not why would God give us emotions? Mm. Because we know why he gives us emotions. There are a lot of things we experience that are fantastic. Yeah. For the beauty, the love, the relationships, all mm. this stuff we have. We're not prepared to forego all that mm. just because we want to not experience pain, which is actually a response, mm. our emotional response. So we can respond differently. Yeah. I've actually got, uh, you know, the Bible actually has got an interesting perspective on the problem of pain, uh, and, and problem of suffering, which it says, count joy when you go through all the sufferings that you go through mm. because suffering builds strong character. Mm. Uh, Tom, you are a, a, you know, a personal trainer and you... I'm sure that this will ring ring true when you train mm. and equip uh, people. Uh, you know, you go the more you uh, the pain, the more pain and suffering you go through, the more your character is built. It's, you're stronger inside yeah. as a person, yeah. based on sometimes the level of pain and suffering yeah. you go through. If our life was just simply easy, honky dory, we don't really get to yeah. become as resilient. Yeah, the more the more you push uh, and elicit that painful response, the more benefits and gains yeah. you're going to get. From that, yeah. from that thing, but you don't, you know, it's interesting what you're saying with the with the emotional response. You don't get to have the good, the good things, the good yeah. response yeah. without the bad response to contrast it. Because otherwise, yeah. why would the good, why, why would the, the the joyful experience and emotions, why would they be joyful and and ecstatic yeah. if it wasn't the possibility of them not being ecstatic? Exactly, yeah. that makes it. So it's like you can't really talk about daylight if there was no night. Yeah. In other words, the absence of that. So yeah. what we call pain or suffering is the absence of pleasure and joy mm. and so on and so forth. So in other words, if I want to make that point, is that God doesn't actually make these the, the absence of things. He makes the substance. Mm. And the absence of the substance is just that. Mm. So I take an, an example of a, of a donut. Okay, So in a donut hole. Mm. The hole is where the donut is not, okay? So the pleasure, the love, the excitement, all the, 
That's what God actually, the Bible says, all good gifts come mm. from the Father of light, from mm. whom there is no shadow of turning, right? So the pleasure and all these good things come from him now, pleasure mm. and so on and so forth. So when negative events happen, mm. if we respond to it, to yeah. count it as a way to grow, a way to be strong inside. Mm. I don't like really quoting, you know, sort of secular musicians, but sometimes they do say things that are <laughs> quite relevant. I had this song that says, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. And so, in other words, we grow stronger, we become more resilient yeah. through the things you suffer. Let me, let me sort of uh, give you a bit of my, my, my life story uh, yeah. to, to make that point. You know, I grew up um, going to school, walking 15 kilometers one way. It was not a sort of a, a road that was on a plane with, you know, you know, you know, um, bitumen or... Mm. No, it was like down, up, you know, across the river, up the rock, down the rock. 15 kilometers, come home. Sometimes, like, there's no food. I remember when I was, you know, a young man, 13 years old, I used to sit on a rock and cry and cry about this. Like, why is our life so bad? Like, why, why, why can't I come home and just be happy as a kid, have food? You know, 30 kilometers every day, Monday to Saturday. Mm. Now, my response could have been just so, like, you know, why does life hate me? This is mm. terrible. And that was my response. I used to cry bitterly. And I realized... Every time I cried and finished crying, the suffering was still there. So I decided, well, let's see if I cannot work harder. I can be better. I can work stronger so that I can get out of this. Mm. You know, um, and so, and then I, I, that was my determination. And when I look at where I am right now, I, I responded very differently. Mm. And so uh, it's like uh, there's this gentleman, Zig Ziglar, who said that, you know, don't, no, it was either Jim Rohn or Zig Ziglar, who says, don't, don't ask God to remove all the difficulties. Let, let him strengthen you through the difficulties. Like, mm. The tests and challenges of life yeah. make us stronger yeah. than they weaker. So yeah. it's, it's our response yeah. to it. Because strength itself cannot exist unless you have the method of getting stronger. Yeah. And the method of getting stronger is going through, through this trial. Go through the trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's dealing with the problem of, of suffering. They, uh, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be emotional beings. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. We can't, we can't deny that. You know, yeah. The emotions uh, make our life more colorful, more beautiful. Mm. No, otherwise would have been like robots. Don't care. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably why people, that's why people complain about the problem of suffering in the first place yeah. is because they want the pleasure. Yeah. And so when there's the absence of the pleasure, that's when yeah. people complain. Exactly. And so that basically takes care of the problem of uh, suffering. So mm. we've got the problem of pain, problem of suffering. But what about the problem of evil? Mm. Okay. Why is so much evil in the world? Like, yeah. you know, you know, there are, there's evil everywhere. Now, as I said, we can't call natural event evil because right. evil, evil, uh, you know, uh, presupposes intent. Yeah. yeah, the tsunami doesn't get up in the morning like, I'm going to yeah. hurt you. I'm going to just knock him down so they could really, really suffer. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's not the case. However, evil, as I was saying, if you say evil, you presuppose good. Mm. And if you presuppose good, you have a standard by which you compare the two. Mm. And if there is a standard, you have to ask the question, who sets the standard for evil yeah. Yeah. and good? And then arises the question, if somebody, like, the, 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 the objection started from the, why would God do this? Mm. Uh, some might go as far to say, therefore, there's no God. Yeah. Well, think about it. If you take God out of the picture, then you have to find the source of this standard. Mm. Well, you might say, okay, well, each person decides for themselves what is right and what is 
wrong or what is evil and what is good. But if that's the case, well, which evil are you complaining about? Because if the evil as you see it, the person who caused you that which you call evil might never see it as evil. Mm. Might be good in their own eyes. Like somebody steals your wallet. Mm. You might think that's evil. They're like, well, that's good by my standard. <laughs> and so once you remove God as the standard setter, your case for evil collapses. Mm. And this is what C.S. Lewis actually uh, made the case. He said, Where did, how did I come to this idea of evil and good if I was saying that there is no God? If there is no God, then there is no good, there is no evil. And if there is no good, there is no evil. What am I complaining about? Because mm, I guess each, the complaint is always that thing which the other person did to me is, is wrong. That's an injustice. Yeah. But if each person decides what the rules are for themselves, yeah. then what makes my set of rules more valid than your set of rules? Exactly. So why would I say this is unjust? Where did I get the idea of justice from, says C.S. Lewis? Mm. Because there will be no idea of justice unless God exists, yeah. unless there's God who's a standard setter. I know you can say, well, look, uh, you know, the standard is set by our societies. You know, you know, each culture sets the standard. You could go that way. But then you're going to go, okay, why would this culture complain if the other, the other culture, like culture A mm. does something to culture B. Mm. And in culture A, doing that is totally fine. Yeah. And the culture B goes, that's evil. Mm. And the culture A goes, well, that's by your standard. We culture B, uh, you know, culture B goes, no, no, that is evil. Culture A said, no, that's fine by us. Mm. Who is going to adjudicate now? Yeah. Who, whose standard, whose set of rules is wrong? Yeah. It's like going onto the, onto the field in a game of soccer. You know, the, we know that the, the game of soccer exists only because there are rules. If I yeah. kick the ball in the net, that's a goal for me. Yeah. And if there were no rules, there'll be no game of soccer. Exactly. And because there are rules, the rules didn't just make themselves. Yes. Who put the rules there? Yeah, exactly. And so you can say, but look, uh, natural selection, you know, evolution, we've evolved. Well, yeah, think about it. The all aim of evolution is not aiming aimed at moral beings. It's aimed at survival. Right. I would actually probably make the case that, uh, you know, uh, for the sake of survival, you know, using immorality might get you to the goal faster yeah. than just simply trying to be a moral being. Yeah, exactly. And so if you, you look at it from an evolutionary point of view, uh, you know, the set of moral rules or you know that we've we've come up with are just simply a byproduct accidental byproduct of an evolutionary process mm. so that if you wind back the clock of evolution and rewind it we could have had a totally different set of rules mm. that because it's all random and accidental yeah so we could have evolved with a set of rules that says okay just find tom cut him up in small pieces mm. and eat him and that's the right thing to do yeah so on which basis would you <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so I think the evolutionary expl explanation is very yeah. weak. Particularly if we're talking about natural selection, because if we are using natural selection, then it would make sense that if I want my family and my tribe to advance, to become the you know, survival of the fittest, yeah. and if that means I kill your tribe, yeah. I take all your possessions yeah, and all your yeah, land, yeah. that means I increase my flourishing. Yeah, exactly. So what makes that wrong if yeah. I'm... I'm improving. Yeah, exactly. Some might go say, but look, the aggregate utilitarian, uh, you know, argument would work like, you know, the utility for all the human society, race. Yeah. Okay. But think about that for a moment. Is that as a rule set by evolution? 
because now you are attributing to natural selection agency. Because mm. when we say natural selection and survival, we're describing what is, not what should be. Mm. Okay? So natural selection is not sort of a moral agent process that says you should make sure that everybody has survived. Yeah. And so I've heard people who use that kind of language. They attribute to the evolutionary process agency. Mm. And so rules and standards and should and shouldn't be, like ought and ought not to, mm. is a matter of minds and authorities that set those rules. Yeah. And so when we look at the evolution process, we just simply, you know, we get caught into the what, the, the is and ought problem. Mm. Mm. You know, we can say, well, the person who gets up today, let's say it was, you know, Adolf Hitler or, or you, know, you know, Pol Pot or, yeah. you know, Thomas Sankara in, in, in Africa who... Or, you know, Hidi Amin, who decides, okay, well, I'm going to kill everybody else so that my family can survive. He's a flourishing of his tribe. Why would anyone tell him that he ought not to do that? Yeah. Given evolution. Mm. So, and that's the problem. So, if you posit the evolutionary mechanism, the explanation doesn't just simply cut it. And so, what else have we got left? You might say, well, uh, you know, the standard comes from the laws. Government set laws. Okay, well... Mm. Yeah, where government set laws, where does the government get the idea of right and wrong from to mm. set those laws? Because the law encourages what is right and discourages what is wrong. We, we legislate against theft <laughs> because we know, we believe theft is wrong. Yeah. So to legislate, you have to assume the things that are wrong to legislate. Right? Uh, Aristotle would say that, you know, um, uh, you know the, the, the role of the law uh, is to legislate for what is right and legislate against what is wrong mm. otherwise the law would be unjust yeah. itself. but if you didn't have your um pre-assumed set of what is right yeah. your standard of what is right and it is wrong yeah exactly then you wouldn't you wouldn't be making those yeah laws. exactly well and i go as far as to ask hang on a minute well for example if you go back in time up, up, up south africa they had the apartheid laws mm. or the jim crow laws in in america they were laws mm. but those laws we know now we even then that the law could be unjust. So you can't, you cannot defend right and wrong, evil and good on the basis of the law itself. Yeah, because people could just make their own laws and say, I'm making this law because I think this is good. Yeah. yeah. So we know that apartheid laws were unjust, mm. even though they were laws. And this is why actually you get moral reformers. At the end of slavery uh, was by people like William Wilberforce who believed that the laws of the time were wrong, even though they were laws. Mm. And so they had to fight. They were not popular. They were actually looked, 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 looked upon as, as troublemakers. Mm, mm. <laughs> so people like Gandhi, Martin Luther King, if you go by the standard of the law determines what is right, no movement of moral reformers would have even ever started. Yeah, yeah. And so having therefore said that, you can see that uh, you, know, you will need the standard. And yeah. the standard can only be God for us to be mm. able to say evil and all that. Yeah. Then it leads us to the next phase.